0: However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs, and music will help you look to God
2: daily.
1: Life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision.
2: Charles Newington, the National Director of Family Voice Australia, for our regular Thursday update. Charles, welcome back to 2020. Good morning. Charles, let's cast our sights overseas for a few moments here, picking up on an issue that's come to light, as the Australian newspaper reports, where US Vice President Mike Pence in Munich last week has warned that there were risks in using Chinese technology because there were laws requiring companies to cooperate with state security requests. Uh, what's your take on what's developing with regards to Chinese technology?
0: Well, technology we're speaking about is particularly the digital technology and the capacity to move data and uh, uh, through the internet and things like uh, the 5G network and things like that. And... Um, and what Pence is concerned about is the fact that um, the great big Chinese companies like Huawei that are the, in many ways leaders in this technology, they are subject to this law that a government can require that they they, um, they have access to the information that they handle. And uh, the Chinese foreign ministry spokesman, uh, uh, Chen Huan, uh, rejected this. He's saying that it was a, a misinterpretation. Or a biased interpretation on Chinese law and he pointed out that there were not dissimilar laws in in the nations that are called the five eyes nations that are tracking this issue uh, where Western intelligence uh, um, can make certain requirements of companies in the United States australia Canada the US or where um, Canada uk and new Zealand but the difference is that um, that in in these countries we we have a stronger kind of constitutional coverage for independence of uh, uh, of the private citizenry the civil society whereas in China there's a stronger influence of government upon upon uh, you know what happens in the civil se- uh, sector the commercial sector and uh, so there's this cultural difference it seems like the laws uh, are, are similar, but it's how the laws are implemented in in China. The, the, we have this view that in China, that if you said to the government, uh, "We don't particularly want to give this information to you," um, it, it it might mean that you land up in a little room with a very strong door. Um, <laughs> Charles,
2: yeah. Charles, oftentimes when we hear about the sorts of things, uh, you know, those suggestions about Huawei and uh, spying on our telephone conversations. Uh, We could wonder about, you know, who might be interested in my individual conversation. But this is a bigger deal, isn't it, when it comes to the technologies being used Uh, to glean information on a mass scale and on particularly strategic uh, targets, whether that's business or government. Uh, Those sorts of things are the major concern, aren't they?
0: Well, they are the major concern, and it is uh, is an important connection uh, between what we might call the the commercial and business uh, expansion of every culture and then its other um, political uh, ambitions. And there is a relationship i mean we, we, we must acknowledge that that there, there's a relationship it's not it 's not just a free market where we you know we do business only for business, but we do it in order to expand our political influence uh, our cultural influence as well and the thing that 's important for us to consider is that what we 've got is we 've got the, the we 've got the commercial engagement, and what the commercial engagement is in a sense it 's a form of um, what we might call a low grade um, transaction i buy your goods which means to some degree i trust you i'm open to you etc that you that this is a good deal etc and, and and bit by bit the relationship develops and things other things are transferred not just the goods but the 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 other cultural values that so we start to look at more sympathetically or interestedly at another culture and then what we may not yet realize is that underneath that culture there's a set of deep ideological values that are shaping and moving that culture forward and they these have to do primarily with power how a culture views power whether it's whether it's its real intent is actually some kind of global expansion whether it wants to use power uh, in order to enhance the rights and freedoms of citizens and the world population or whether it wants to limit it and and this is the great tension between the totalitarian uh, regimes and democracy and and the way in which we're struggling with this globally, um, whether we're talking about the totalitarianism that we see, say, for instance, in Islamic societies, extreme Islamic societies, or in some of the other societies like, uh, to some degree, the Chinese society. So this is the this is the big tension that's being played out. This is the watershed moment that Greg Sheridan uh, speaks of, and um, and and I just bring it up, uh, you know, in our conversations because. It's, you know We sometimes think we're on this beautiful island far, far away from everybody else. But actually, we're, we're embedded in this. We're right there between the Chinese as our major trading partners and the United States as our most important strategic uh, uh, partnership. And, well, and we're, we're the meat in the sandwich. Uh,
2: there's tentacles reaching into Australia from everywhere. And uh, those ideologies that are reaching in, as you say shaping the culture and those are the things we're concerned about as Christian believers Charles uh, we might be sitting on the sideline or we might be in our armchair uh, observing these sorts of things happening agreeing with every word that you're saying and that's been reported in articles uh, like the Australian is publishing but we say what can we do to actually make a difference and uh, this is where we cannot afford to be complacent with our Christian faith it starts with this small Uh, number of people who are in our social area of influence and it extends beyond that. What are your thoughts for what Christians do in order to make sure that we've got a great anchor, a foundation of our freedoms and of our values here in the nation?
1: Well,
0: on a personal level, we must not underestimate the importance of the living Christian witness of every Christian in society, in in our own little micro-worlds and how people um, are drawing their references from uh, from Christian life and witness. And I don't just mean by us arguing, you know, for our ideology, but us demonstrating the love of Christ and our obedience to his his best purposes for humanity, not just for Christians. Uh, that, that fair-mindedness, that generosity of spirit, that sacrificial character that we receive from Christ, as we live that out in our human relationship, it sets the tone in people's hearts and minds about who influences them most. And that matters when it comes down to what they do in business, what they do in their families, what they do in the education department or in government or wherever they happen to work or have influence. And so, you know, this grassroots Christian life is, is fundamental to the reality of our cultural values as a nation. And it's not, it's not always about just arguing the toss in, in you know, in the, in the public space. It's about living the truth in the private space as well as, as having the conversations in the public space.
2: Well, always inspired by your wisdom on these things, Charles Newington. Let's change direction, although I'd love to keep talking about that, but there's other issues afoot. There's some other reports that are out about the UK and France, and facing up to what is a rising anti-Semitism, and this has connection to what's happened as we've been looking at some news headlines, and reported across the mainstream media too, about what's happening in the UK, where there are Labour MPs who've left jeremy corbyn's leftist party because of what they can see it's obvious a rising anti-semitism on the left side of politics in the uk yes
0: not just the left side of politics you know french nationalism has never been particularly sympathetic to the jewish minority there's half a million people in france that are, are jewish but what because of the brevity of time, antisemitism is a kind of an eschatological phenomenon. What I mean by that is kind of an end of age phenomenon. That when a culture reaches a point where it feels it should blame uh, all its problems on a privileged minority, you know, and the Jews, classically, you know, they seem to be doing better. They seem to have more money. They seem to control the economy. This is the, this is the rhetoric. Uh, this privileged minority, and they start to drive them into the wilderness. It's like a parody of the ancient scapegoat uh, uh, um, ceremony of Israel where, where come of the end-of-year ceremony in, in, in Jewish society, what the ancient Israelites would do, they were instructed for the high priest to confess the sins of the nation over the head of a goat with his hands on, a, on a, the head of a goat. And then someone would lead that goat into the desert where it was driven away, which is a powerful metaphor of how God, would place a community's sins on somebody and make that person the bearer of the consequences of their sins and drive them out of his presence. And, of course, it reflects also on that great story of Adam and Eve, driven from the garden, you know, where it's like um, sin drives us out of the presence of God. And and this beautiful picture of, 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 of the scapegoat actually refers to Christ uh, taking, bearing the sins of the world out of the way of the relationship between god and humanity but it's such a parody anti-semitism is such a parody because it suggests that all the wrongs in their society can be blamed on the jews and the only way of fixing it is by driving them out or of course if they can't or won't go to execute them in the final solution which is a horrible parody of sacrifice.
2: Oh, and Charles, these
0: things are, are, are they deep, deep psychological and spiritual issues, aren't they?
2: They are. And as Christians, let's just bring this into some level of context here, because you're seeing this as some eschatological phenomenon. Uh, this. As you say, a parody of what's happening to the Jews, uh, but we're seeing this as something that is played out in the way that the Bible seems to reflect things that are to come, the things that will happen in the end of days. Uh, is yeah. this? Uh, how do you see that as uh, as connected to the things that we're seeing around the world and what the Bible teaches?
0: Yeah, well, I use the phrase eschatological to mean it. It, it does mean sort of end of days, but it, it can also mean end of ages. You know, in the way in which you're looking at culture, global culture, or national culture undergoing huge changes deep changes where the world will never be the same again type changes and when people start to uh, to start to victimize minorities you know whether whether it's the jews that they're, they're the they're, they're the number one target but christians are very much um, in that frame as well when when we start to blame the problems of our society on 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 people Uh, That's, that's the failure to take responsibility. And I know we have such limited time this morning, but that, that failure to take responsibility and to, and to, and to blame others for what's going wrong in our society. This is, this is a deep psychological sickness that gets into a society. All citizens have to take responsibility and Christians have to take responsibility for what's happening in our nation. We can't blame it on anybody else. We must recognize, for instance, that, um, you know, that part of the problem and sickness of our society is due to the fact that the church... Um, has just hasn't taken seriously its responsibility to be light and soul. and so we have to we have to deal with that we have to be honest with that before god and go back to the fact that actually our personal morality matters it makes a difference in how our society perceives and understands god and truth and life and love
2: well uh, some powerful issues that we've been able to raise here this morning And uh, we will have to draw a line under our conversation today, Charles, uh, but uh, look forward to these conversations each week, these catch-ups. You do take us. Uh, into some depths that we're not used to going into when it comes to your reflections on what's happening globally and nationally and with these issues like anti-Semitism or with the idea of the tentacles of other nations or ideologies reaching into our nation. Let me point people to Family Voice Australia. Simply Google Family Voice Australia and when you get to the Family Voice website uh, you'll be able to uh, glean some wonderful uh, understanding from the great resources there they'll have with articles that do take you deeper into an understanding of what it is to be a Christian and to be standing in light of the issues that are facing our nation and the whole world. Uh, Charles Newington, the National Director of Family Voice Australia, thanks so much for being with us once again today on 2020.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure again.
2: Before you go, thanks for listening.
1: There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported.